גן עדן. כל אחד עובר מבול. Maybe you once did it yourself. Go into a dark bathroom at midnight with only a single lit candle, lock the door, stare into the mirror, and say the name Bloody Mary 13 times aloud. If you can manage it, the legend goes, you'll be confronted in the mirror by the angry ghost of a vengeful, bloodied woman. If this happened to you, you were probably at a sleepover or a summer camp. Despite her ubiquity, Bloody Mary is a pretty modern ghost, with the first research into the urban legend phenomenon not happening until 1978. By then, the ritual and belief in Bloody Mary was fairly widespread across the English-speaking world. If you grew up in contemporary post-war Japan instead, it was much more likely you participated in the summoning ritual for Hanoko-san, a ghost of a young girl known to haunt school toilets, particularly ones on the third floor. The figure and story of Hanoko-san has become so widespread in Japan that she now shows up as a frequent character in TV series, anime, mangas, and even a full-length novel adaptation of her story. A bit closer to home, If you've ever spent a late night wandering around the streets of Southend-on-Sea in Essex, you may have encountered Ratman, a notorious ghost. Ratman's origin story is tragic. An old man sleeping rough in an underpass in Southend was beaten to death by a gang of teenagers, left to die in the cold. The rats who lived in the area then devoured his face before he reappeared as an apparition, haunting the underpass, with people up until today reporting that they hear rat-like squeals and scrapes and claws digging into tiled walls. Even if you've managed to successfully dodge Bloody Mary, Hanako-san, and Ratman, congratulations, chances are you believe in some way in ghosts. While few of us admit it in day-to-day life, belief in ghosts is more prevalent than is usually thought. Way back in 1990, there was a survey in America, one of the first ones to ask the question, do you believe in ghosts? And 25% or 25% of people responded that they did. 15 years later, the survey was done again, and 32% said they were ghost believers. 15 years later after that, in 2020, the survey was done again, and this time 46% said they believe in ghosts. Over the course of 30 years, it went from 25% to 32% to 46%. In those course of 30 years, the amount of people who answered yes nearly doubled. At this rate, it will only be a few more years before a majority of Americans subscribe to the belief that the spirits of the dead remain among us. Now, while we can easily write that off as Americans being, well, Americans, Britain also has seen an incredible rise in ghost believers. While the raw numbers are indeed lower here in Britain, what both countries share is a correlation between beliefs in ghosts and beliefs in God. The correlation isn't a positive one, though. Quite the opposite. During the same time period that the belief in ghosts doubled in the U.S., the number of people who identified as non-religious trebled. In Britain today, in 2017, a poll found that twice as many people today believe in ghosts than do in God. So what's going on? Belief in God is dwindling, but Bloody Mary and Ratman are having their day? How come our modern world seems to make it easier to believe in ghosts than in God? Why are the spirits of the dead the acceptable form of supernaturalism? Much of the blame for this should fall on those who advocate for God, religious leaders, theologians, etc. 
Often they do such a bad job of explaining what a belief in God means, and the theology that underlines their belief is so warped, so complex, and so problematic, that it's easy to see why more and more people find the belief in a supreme being to be hard to maintain. Yet there's no doubt, we do have a desire to believe in something supernatural. Ghosts, leprechauns, fairies, angels, demons, the huge upswing in subscribers to the idea of ghosts demonstrates that belief in the supernatural is not going away. I know that at least some of you have had experiences of, and perhaps maintained beliefs in, the supernatural. Many people come to speak to me about their experiences, always with a sense of embarrassment. Yet the numbers don't lie. Us moderns haven't quite given up on ghosts. Last week I went to the cinema for a post-Rosh Hashanah breather, very excited to see Kenneth Branagh's newest iteration of his Poirot films. The remakes of classic Agatha Christie stories have been done really well, and Branagh does a surprisingly convincing Poirot. The newest one is called A Haunting in Venice, and predictably is a ghost story. At one point, Poirot, who is avowedly skeptical of anything supernatural, is confronted with increasing urgency as to why he doesn't believe in ghosts. He replies with a short speech that to me is wildly insightful. I would welcome, with open arms, any honest sign of devil or demon or ghost. For if there is a ghost, then there is a soul. And if there is a soul, then there is a God who made it. And if we have God, then we have everything, meaning, order, justice. Hercule Poirot, the skeptical detective, doesn't admit that ghosts are possible. But he understands that once we accept the supernatural, we cannot pick and choose. The truth is, you cannot have ghosts without God. If you believe in ghosts, then you must believe in some idea of a soul. And if you believe in some idea of a soul, then you must believe in some idea of God. Now, it may be that the God you believe in is so different from what you were raised with as to be completely unrecognizable, so much so that you might find yourself more often than not identifying as a non-believer, or describing yourself as, quote, spiritual but not religious. But once again, Poirot is right. Belief in God is not so much about God, it's about what it grants us, meaning order and justice. Perhaps it seems like there is a tremendous gulf between the foolish childhood belief in Bloody Mary or the trickling fear of walking around South End worrying about Ratman and a religious faith in God. But if so, it's only in degree, not in content. If you can admit any belief whatsoever in ghosts, spirits, destiny, fate, demons, angels, or any other supernatural phenomena, then try and keep yourself open to exploring what it might mean to explore what God means in that as well. According to the medieval scholar Erasmus, one of the responses that was received at the ancient Greek oracle of Delphi was the phrase, given in Erasmus's Latin rather than the ancient Greek, vocatis atca non vocatis deus aderit. This translates to, called or uncalled, God will be present. Summoned or unsummoned, wanted or unwanted, believed in or not, God will be present. God unlike Bloody Mary, does not need to be called upon. You don't need to stand in front of a mirror with a candle at your best friend's 12th birthday party sleepover and recite her terrifying name into the glass 13 times. God simply is. God is the simplest and most accessible aspect of the supernatural. It is bizarre that so many people are willing to entertain the idea of ghosts, but reject the idea of God. As we prepare to leave Yom Kippur behind and return to our regular lives, and as we get ready for Sukkot, in which we invite our ancestors' ghosts to join us in the Sukkah, 
let's try and open ourselves up even just a little bit to the idea of the magical, the mysterious, the supernatural. If we can accept the idea of ghosts and of souls, then we can permit the idea of God, even if it doesn't look like what we thought it might. But whether we permit it or not, it doesn't matter. It will be present regardless. God will be there, called or uncalled. And when we have God, as the great detective sussed out, then we have everything, meaning order and justice. Gemar